Are there still Lions fans out there that are quote-unquote Lions-free? Are we all back? It's a Wednesday, Locked on Lions. You are Locked on Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. How's everybody doing today? It is a Wednesday edition of Locked On Lions right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Matt Derry with you. Locked On Lions, June 14th and a Thursday, June 15th. Coming up on the show today. I just talked to a guy today, Ron Robinson, who hosts a podcast called Radio Days. And it's all about radio and stuff. And I'm going to be on there. And he said for the start of last season, he was Lions free. Is that still a thing? Being Lions free? Or is everybody back? We'll get into that today. Also, the backup quarterback position, is it set? 100% etched in stone? Nate Sudfeld's played well. Also, Pro Football Focus ranked their top and bottom offensive lines around the NFL. Where are the Lions ranked? We will get into that as well right here on Lockdown Lions, but we thank you for making us your first listen. Checking us out wherever you get your podcasts. Follow me on Twitter at Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks, at Lockdown Lions on Twitter. The Matt Derry Facebook fan page. And as always, we appreciate all of you watching on our Lockdown Lions YouTube channel. Subscribe, please, and watch us for free. Uh, our everydayers, shout out to you that are watching and listening every day uh, as well here on the podcast. All right, this was interesting. And, and I didn't even think I was going to do this today. I want to get into the PFF grades for offensive lines and where the Lions rank. Pro Football Focus ranks them 1 to 32. Um, I want to get into, uh, the backup quarterback situation. I'm still not hundred percent bought in on Nate Sudfeld, but apparently he had a really good off season. But first I remember when I moved here in 1996 and I got a chance to work at WDFN with Art Regner. All right. Art Regner is a legend in the business here in Detroit. He's worked for the Red Wings now for, it's gotta be 20 years maybe. And, uh, Art's just a great, a great guy and very good on the air. And But Art, I want to say, gosh, early 2000s when we were working together at DFN, he proclaimed that he was Lions free. He was done. He was thrown in the towel. He was no longer going to be a fan. He was no longer going to watch the games. He would pay attention and see the scores and everything else and follow the team a little. But as far as dedicating every Sunday to the Lions... He was done. He was Lions free. He was going to become, uh, you know, a, a, a fan of, um, <clears throat> he's going to become a fan of, you know, he's a Michigan football fan. He's going to become a fan of another team or another league or something like that. <clears throat> and I know that he follows the USFL and the Michigan Panthers. Again, Ron Robinson, this guy that owns, uh, that runs this Radio Days podcast that interviewed me today, said the same thing, that for the first half of last year when they were one and six, he was, um, you know, Lions free. Fans were off the bandwagon. I've been doing Lockdown Lions since 2016. Fans were done. A lot of you were gone during the Matt Patricia era. But now, and I used to have this discussion with Vince Goodwill, another really good guy, writer for Yahoo Sports, NBA writer, covered the Pistons for the Detroit News. He's also, and has proclaimed himself Lions free. But do, do you have any friends 
Do you know anybody in your family? Or maybe you're watching. Now, if you're reliance-free, why would you be watching this podcast? But do you know of somebody who still says they're lions-free? Because here's what I think. I think people that say they're lions-free, and I'm not including art in this because art, art's hardcore, but I don't think, I think they're lying to you. I think everybody's back. This team's going places. This team's exciting. This team's together. This team feels good about where they're headed. You look at the rest of the division, and no, I'm not proclaiming the Lions to be a 12 or 13 win team or we're going to the Super Bowl. Come on, Diesel. No, 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 no. They're good. They have a good team. They're ready to take the next step. They should win the division. All right, I'm not just lathering up. I, I'm Shout out to a Mike Vanderpool, Heart of a Lions fan. Thanks for the t-shirt. But come on, folks. I think people that say they're Lions free are lying. How are you not excited about the season? How are you not looking forward to 2023? How are you not on pins and needles for September 7th when your team is going into Kansas City to play the Super Bowl champions on Thursday night and everybody's going to be watching? Everybody. One game is played that night and you're one of the two teams. You can't tell me that you, oh yeah, my uncle says he's Lions free. He won't watch. September 7th, your uncle is lying. He's full of it. He's going to be watching. Who's not going to watch September 7th? If you're Tigers free right now, I get it. They're horrible. If you're Pistons free right now, sure, I get it. It's been a bad decade. Hopefully with Monty Williams on, on board, they'll be there. Wings free, I don't, I don't think there really is such a thing. The Wings fandom is awesome and I don't know. But Lions free, isn't that over? Aren't we done with it now that the franchise seems to be on the same page in a good direction? Ownership's not meddling. Even 222 is seemingly staying out of the way. Calvin Johnson's now back. Barry's back. It's kumbaya down in Allen Park. Do you believe when people say, nope, still done, still Lions free, still not paying attention, still not going to watch? I don't. I think everybody, even people that say they're Lions free, will be glued to the television Thursday night, 820 NBC, Tariqo, Collinsworth, Lions and Chiefs. Aren't we done with Lions free? I thought we were. So... It's interesting when I was talking to Ron today uh, for his podcast, and uh, I'll let you know when I'm when that, that's that's broadcast and out. But and he, he brought up the Lions free thing. I was like, really surprised. Um, all right. So what else we got today? We got a lot to discuss. Uh, by the way, if you missed yesterday's podcast with Luke Braun, host of Locked On Vikings, please go and check it out. We got clarity. From Luke and what's going on in Minnesota. What Luke is basically saying is the Vikings are rebuilding on the fly. They're still going to be decent. Their offense is going to be really good. But if they trade Daniil Hunter, then they're then it's then it's all bets are off on how bad they could be. So check out the podcast yesterday, Locked On Lions with Luke Braun from Locked On Vikings. All right. Uh let's talk about our friends at FanDuel right now. When we come back, coming up next. Nate Sudfeld, the Nate Sudfeld era as backup quarterback, apparently is going to be here to stay. I'll explain coming up next. First, though, I want to tell you about our friends at FanDuel. All right, Stanley Cup's over. 
NBA Finals are over. You're betting on baseball now. You're getting into it. All right, double header down at Comerica Park today. Putting some money down. America's number one sports book is the only place to go, and that is FanDuel. That's because right now FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's right, up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and sign up today to claim your no-sweat first bet. Then you can wager on everything from the money line to point spreads to which team will be cutting down the nets uh, next year in the NBA. Or... uh, uh, hoisting the Lombardi trophy. You can do that for the Super Bowl. Was I allowed to say that word? Whatever. All on an app that is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Don't miss your chance at a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today at fanduel.com slash on to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. All right, folks, it is a Wednesday uh, edition of Locked on Lions. We are back again tomorrow as well. So I'm reading on Pride of Detroit. I'm reading on Lions Wire. I'm reading on Freep.com. Everybody's talking about Nate Sudfeld and what a great spring he has had so far. I'll even go as far to say POD's headline, prideofdetroit.com. We love Jeremy and Eric and the crew. Troy Lyons impressed by Nate Sudfeld, confident in quarterback depth. Ooh-hoo-hoo-wee. Question is, are you confident? There were rumors months ago. There were reports months ago that your Detroit Lions were talking to and had offered a contract to Teddy Bridgewater, formerly of the Vikings, the Dolphins, Saints, about being the backup quarterback. It has not come to fruition. All right. Nate Sudfeld was the backup quarterback last year and did not play much at all. He was in a garbage time in, I think, the blowout win over the Bears. And that was like, that was it. Nate Sudfeld has been in the league since 2016. He's never started an NFL game. He's made only six appearances and thrown 37 regular season passes. Uh, according to uh, this story in Freep.com, he grasped the offense quickly. The team liked him, and they liked him so much that they brought him back on another one-year contract this offseason. But see, Brad Holmes had said, before the draft and before free agency, we need to upgrade our quarterback room. Now, technically, the Lions have done that with the drafting of Hendon Hooker. Took him in the third round. Everybody was excited. I was excited. You were excited. The Tennessee volunteer and a guy that was on his way to a Heisman Trophy, possibly. He was on his way to at least a trip to New York until he tore his ACL, um, was added. So, yes, technically Brad Holmes did upgrade the quarterback room. But for this season, to me, he's going to be holding the clipboard and redshirting. I wouldn't expect to see Hendon Hooker at all. Not even in the preseason, I wouldn't think. Lions also have Adrian Martinez, but whatever, he's not going to play. But Nate Sudfeld apparently has had a really good offseason. Mark Brunel, Lions quarterbacks coach, after minicamp last week, quote, he's gotten better as the spring has gone on. He has made some very good throws, very good decisions with the ball, and that's the thing I've been most pleased with Nate is just with the growth, even in the offseason. He's a smart kid. He's a hard worker. 
knows our system and he's done very well for us, end quote. Now, if you recall, Nate Sudfeld played a little bit with the Philadelphia Eagles years ago and it did not go very well. The Lions have notoriously, over the last few years, not really addressed the backup quarterback position. Right? It's been a very weak spot for many, many years. Right? When Jared Goff got hurt a few years ago, um, you know, the Lions went to, oh my God, why am I drawing a blank on our boy, Mr. August, Tim? It just, it was ugly. Right? It didn't go well. And it seems like Brad Holmes has, over the years, has kind of looked at this like, meh. Like Nate Sudfeld was a late ad last year. Right? Um, Tim Boyle, excuse me. My gosh, I'm losing my mind today. Tim Boyle was a disaster. And then the Lions cut him last year to bring in Nate Sudfeld. Kicking situation, backup quarterback position has been a bit of a circus. Last year, Sudfeld was there, but he didn't play a whole heck of a lot. We didn't really get to see anything of, uh, of him. And Jared Goff played the season. And that's the way it should be this year. If Jared Goff can stay healthy, the Lions can be just fine. If they have to go to Sudfeld, I have my doubts. But what is, in, again, I expected Bridgewater to be signed. I expected somebody else to come in and compete. I'm pleasantly surprised by the addition of Hendon Hooker, but I'm talking about this season. I don't expect Hooker to ever play. And I still think the Lions could add another quarterback. But it sounds like, from what I'm reading here and what everybody is saying and what Mark Brunel is saying, they're not going to do it. Teddy Bridgewater is not going to be an option. There won't be any option at all. There will not be a veteran signed. It's going to be Nate Sudfeld. So how do you feel about that? Do you feel like if Jared Goff goes down that this guy can handle it? This is a major question mark. Now, again, if Goff stays healthy and this offensive line, we're going to talk about the O-line in a second, does its thing, it won't matter because Goff's going to be up there. And Goff's pretty tough. Um, is Sudfeld an upgrade from Tim Boyle? Well, after watching Boyle play, yes, I think he is, but I'm not so sure he can get it done. There's a reason he's, you know, only thrown 37 passes in seven years. So, but this is something that really hasn't been talked about. I think we all expected a veteran to be here and it's not happened. All right. Pro football focus loves the Lions offensive line. Question is, do they crack the top five? Last year, they were number eight going into the season. What about this season? We will get into that coming up next. First, we want to tell you about our friends, Margs, M-A-R-G-S, Sparkling Margaritas. Look, you guys know, love a good drink, whether it's after the podcast, before dinner, after dinner, after a long day at work. You want something refreshing, ready to go. Tired of the white claws and the high noons? I am. I stumbled upon Marg's a few weeks ago, and it's fantastic. They're refreshing, ready-to-drink. Sparkling margaritas have officially become my favorite go-to cocktail. Crafted with real Blanco tequila, Marg's are clean, crisp, genuinely taste so good. They are very refreshing, and there's five, count them, five unique flavors. I love these most kicking back after work, after doing the pod. Marg's could be the drink of the summer. I'm telling you, no question. Perfect for tailgate season this fall as well. Go to their website, SIP, S-I-R-S-I-P. Jeez, I can't spell, I can't talk. Visit SIPMargs.com now to find a retailer near you. 
That's S-I-P-M-A-R-G-S dot com to find a retailer near you. Must be 21 and over to enjoy. Cheers, and please drink responsibly. Our friends at Marg's. All right, last season, your Detroit Lions came into the season with the top eight offensive line. PFF.com and our buddy um, Sam Monson just did his rankings. Pro football focus, top offensive lines in the NFL. Number one, Philadelphia Eagles. That's where they were ranked at the end of last season. Number two, Cleveland Browns. Number three, Kansas City Chiefs. Even though Donovan Smith at left tackle, I think is a disaster. Number four, Baltimore Ravens with uh, Kevin Zeitler and Ronnie Stanley in that group. Then at number five, yes, your Detroit Lions crack the top five. Projected starting lineup, they write. Taylor Decker, Jonah Jackson, Frank Ragnow, Halapulavati, Vitae, and Panay Sewell. Quote, Detroit's interior was a revolving door last season with several problems along the way. The return from, the, uh, from injury of Hal Vitae at guard could be huge, both literally and figuratively. Detroit's offensive line never ranked outside the top 10 of the rankings last season, and should be notably better with a healthy interior. Best player, they say, Frank Ragnow. Penny Sewell continued to look excellent, but Ragnow at his best is as good as any center in football. He allowed one sack all last season. Uh, rounding up the top five or top ten, Dallas, Atlanta, Green Bay, the Chargers, and the Colts. Um, last uh, bottom, let's say bottom three, Seattle at 30, Arizona 31, Tennessee at 32. So the Detroit Lions come in as a top five offensive line. I'm sorry, but I think the Lions offensive line is better than Kansas City's. I really do. Chiefs had some defections. I think Creed Humphrey is very good, but two new tackles uh, in Smith and Taylor. Um, I think the Lions' offensive line is a top three, top four offensive line. I think Cleveland's offensive line is good, but I don't think it's as good as Detroit. Jedrick Wills last year at left tackle struggled. Did not have a really good year. Um, They're good, but I like the Lions' offensive line. I love that, again, Detroit is in the top five, though. This is where you win football games. This is how you build a football team. You must keep Jared Goff clean and upright. He's not Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson or anybody like that that's going to scramble and move around or even the Hall of Fields. So to get this kind of recognition is huge. And again, consistency, all right? All of these offensive lines that I rattled off all have guys that are back and have been there. You know, Dickerson and, and Johnson, those guys in Philly, they Kelsey, they've been there. The Lions now are putting together an offensive line that has played together the last few years, has gelled, and they're really good. And this is where you win. This is where the Lions running game. Jamal Williams became a star last year. Some of the yardage he got on his own, sure. But there were some holes for him. And he got paid and went elsewhere. All right? Decker, Jackson, Ragnow, Vitae coming back healthy, and Panesul is a really, really good offensive line. And 
Ben Johnson and what he wants to do and some of the plays that they run and some of the gadget stuff that they do, it all starts up front. You've got to be able to block. You've got to be able to win in the trenches. And for years, the Lions never really addressed this. They had some Lions good offensive linemen back in the day. Oh, Jeff Backus, he's great. Jeff Backus was Lions good. Dom Rayola. Dom Rayola never made a Pro Bowl. He was Lions good. These guys are all good. And Jonah Jackson's hitting free agency after this season. So they're going to have to build some depth in case he bolts for a lot of money. But a top 5 O-line, love it. I absolutely love it. And I think it is well, very well deserved. Their question about who the best player is, you know, you can make the argument Panay Sewell's a top three line. PFF said the top three players on each team, and they said for Detroit that it was Amon-Ra, Hutchinson, and Sewell. I'm putting Ragnow up there. I still think Frank Ragnow, just as an anchor, as a guy in the middle, as a mauler, is very, very good. Frank Ragnow arguably is a great center. So when you have those type of players, when you have players ranked very highly, when you look at it and say Sewell and Ragnow are two of the four best players on the team, they play in that group as an offensive line, it's huge. And there's some depth added, like we said. Glasgow can come in and play. All right. Nelson isn't horrible. Right. They, 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 you know, Stenberg, they feel like has gotten better. They lost Evan Brown, but it is what it is. Um, top five, number five offensive line in the entire league. Credit to Brad Holmes, certainly, for keeping this crew together. They've got a really good position coach in Hank Fraley, and I'm excited about this season and where that group is headed. So pretty cool that they are recognized by PFF. All right, we're back again, everybody. Thanks to our uh, tomorrow. Thanks to our everydayers. Thank you for making us your first listen. Watching right here on Locked On Lines.